Hey, good morning. Welcome to Healing Christian Center. My name is Shane. I'm the associate pastor in this church. We are into our、um, second weeks of our sermon series called Journey to the Cross. But we are not going to be looking at Jesus' journey because Jesus was not the only one on this journey. His disciples were also on that journey. So we are going to be digging out what Jesus wanted his disciples to learn on this journey. I always have background music when I pray. My favorite one is called "Holy Spirit Rain." It is a two hours long instrumental piano music. Last Wednesday morning, I went downstairs to my home office. I turned on. The Holy Spirit rang. After twenty minutes into my prayer, I could feel raindrops falling down my head. As I opened my eyes, I saw a water stain on the ceiling. That's not the Holy Spirit rang. That's a leak from the water pipe. With my fifteen years of experience. In the building industry, I opened a hole in the ceiling and quickly located the leak. My house was built in 1978. It's 35 years old. The problem is, the plastic water pipe can only last 30 years in a good condition. But from from the original builder's perspective, hey. This is good, right? Thirty years, but from my perspective, someone from thirty-five years future, it's not good enough, right? So if I could travel back to the construction site in 1987, I would talk to the builder. Hey, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I have to stop you because you cannot build this house this way. Hey, is that the plumber? Stop him! Hey, please! Hey, drop the pipe on the floor. Never put that pipe in that room. Okay, you cannot build this house this way anymore, and because you have to make sure everything in this house. Will last more than thirty-five years. That's very important to me. This builder must understand. He is not building this house for the customers in 1987. He is building this house for a poor Chinese guy in 2022. This house must be built from my perspective. Not his perspective determines the way he builds this house. So today's title is called "Eternal Perspective." Both Jesus and the Apostle Paul described building our lives by referring to building a house. If building lives is like building a house, let me ask you. Are you building this house 
for a temporary need or for long-lasting satisfaction. What is your perspective on this building project? Today's message is going to help you find the answer. Now let's go to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 10 to 11. This is uh, from a letter Paul sent to a church in Greece around 2,000 years ago. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. And someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. The foundation determines the lifespan of the building. If the foundation of your life is Jesus Christ, who has perfect eternal life, what kind of life you can build on top of that? Hey, if God just wants us to have a lifetime happiness on earth, he could just send us a great teacher, a life guru, to teach us how to have a good time here. He didn't need to die for us on the cross. He didn't even need to give us the whole Bible, 66 books in one Bible. He could just give us the book of Proverbs, the wisdom of King Solomon, the wealthiest and smartest man ever lived on earth. Why does God want us to build our life on the foundation of Jesus Christ, not King Solomon? Let's, let's see what Jesus said. Gospel of John 17, verse 1 to 3. It's Jesus' prayer. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, they, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. God wants us to build eternal life on this foundation not just a few years' good time on earth. Let me show you an illustration I learned from Pastor Francis Chan in his video. You see this rope? Okay, now, let's imagine this rope goes on forever. This rope is the timeline of your existence. You see this red part? This will represent your time on earth. Now, we got a few short years on earth, and then we got all of eternity in another place. This is your existence. But the problem is, most people in the world only think about this part. 
we are all consumed by this. I used to think, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live my life to get busy and busy and busy, make money as quick as possible, retire as soon as I can, and then I can start enjoying my life in this part. <laughs> If I always eat well, sleep well, and look after myself very well, in the end, I, I can probably extend this part for another half centimeter. <laughs> I think this is a good long life. But what about this? And this? And this? Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this little red part is not important. This part is extremely important because the Bible teaches that the decisions we make during this little red little part will define, will determine how we are going to exist in the eternity. When I decided to shut down my building business and serve the church, people think I'm crazy. What's wrong with you, Shane? You have no idea how many opportunities you have missed in this part. My friends, I'm not crazy. You are crazy. Because you have no idea how many more opportunities you miss over here, here, and here. Friends, when I look at my few short years from eternal perspective, I cannot live the way I used to live. I just can't. I'm going to do something different. I must do something. To prepare myself and others for this eternal life, because this is a complete life. Now, some of you might think, "Okay, Pastor Shen, that's good. Um, I will start following Jesus when I'm dying." Because eternal life begins after I die. It's not urgent for me now. Hey, you see, Jesus said, "Now this is eternal life that they know you." The key lies in the understanding of of the word "know." The Greek word for "know" is "gnosko." This is speaking of more than just intellectual knowledge. Gnosko is used in the context of marriage and the intimacy between husband and wife. This is speaking of knowing each other in the most intimate way possible. Likewise, when Jesus says, "Internal life is knowing God," which means. He wants his disciples to understand the essence of eternal life. It's not just about duration of life, 
but about the relationship with God. Please listen to me. This is very important. That means eternal life begins from the moment you start to know God. It doesn't begin in heaven after we die. It begins here. It begins now. Eternal life is having an intimate and personal relationship with God now and forever. So don't wait. Start building your complete life now from an eternal perspective, because eternal perspective changes the way you build. Let's go to Gospel of Matthew, six verses nineteen to twenty-one. Jesus says. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus is teaching us how to live our life. With an eternal perspective, the choices you make in this present life will affect your eternal existence. I believe the eternal perspective is the greatest gift from God to solve the most difficult problem in human world. Why? Let me give you an example. If the Russian president Vladimir Putin has an eternal perspective, if he realizes that every choice he makes will affect his eternal existence, he will never declare war against Ukraine. Unfortunately, he doesn't believe. I grew up in a communist China. I know leaders like that. Would never believe. There was a great Russian writer, whose name is Alexander Solzhenitsyn. When millions of Russian people, including Solzhenitsyn, were persecuted by Joseph Stalin's communist regime, he said, "A great disaster had befallen this land." Men have forgotten God. That's why all this has happened. I believe he was also speaking to us today, and that's why God called us to be His testimony. God wants us to bring light, give hope, and help people to see this world through the lens of eternity. If eternal life is about having an intimate relationship with God now and forever, how to remain in this relationship on earth? Gospel of John, fifteen verses nine to twelve, Jesus says, "As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now." 
remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Love each other is the key to keep us remain in this intimate relationship with God. But we, 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 we don't just love people the way I want. We love the people the way Jesus did. How does Jesus love people? He doesn't just love the people who love him, but also he loves the people who don't love him, who disagree with him. Hey, I'm the only child of my parents. My mom, she just loves me. She loves everything about me. Well, she also disagrees with me on a few things, from religion to the way I drink water and everything in between. That's what she disagrees with me on. She reckons I drink too much ice water. That is not good for my stomach, according to Chinese tradition. In Chinese culture, it is also very bad if children don't listen to their parents. I love my mom. So I made decision. I don't drink ice water when my mom is watching. <laughs> hey, Chinese wisdom. <laughs> my mom is a Buddhist, but she is so happy for me to become a Christian, to find a community to know the people who love each other. My mom doesn't believe what I believe, but she still wants the best for me. So friends, love and disagreement can coexist. You don't need to agree with someone on everything in order to love this person. Our founding pastor, Luke Brawl, says, in essential beliefs, we have unity. In non-essential beliefs, we have liberty. In all our beliefs, we have love. When you look into the issues people are arguing about today, from an eternal perspective, you will understand actually most of the issues are not essential because they don't determine our eternal destiny. Unfortunately, sometimes we just replace eternal perspective with my personal perspective or even political perspective. Let me tell you a story. When Jesus was in Israel, none of the Jewish people, including his disciples, who agree with him on his political view. Why? Because everyone believed 
the Messiah must be a military leader, free all the Jewish people from the Roman government by violence. But Jesus came to the world to free all human beings from sin with love. Jesus had no political agenda for the Jewish society. I know it must be very, very hard for the disciples to accept it emotionally. That's why we must learn, see the work of God from an eternal perspective. Otherwise, we will never be able to know Him.